Greetings and blessings, and welcome to the 12th episode of 5050, a look back 50 years ago and a countdown to my 50th birthday celebration. I'm your host, Jason, podcasting from my new secret bunker in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for joining me. Many people have commented on how the 1970s marked the beginning of the end of the 1960s idealism, at times with clear signposts marking the end of that era. This was certainly true in 1972, the year that marked the end of a particular golden age. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, commercial planes were hijacked virtually every week. That's Brendan Kerner, author of The Skies Belong to Us, Love and Terror in the Golden Age of Hijacking. It seems so strange to us now, in the post 9-11 era, that hijacking an airplane could be, and in fact was done, relatively easily. In Kerner's well-researched book, he examines many of these criminal acts and the motives behind the people who committed them. The era's most spectacular hijacking took place on June 2nd, 1972, when a troubled Vietnam veteran and a mischievous party girl from small town Oregon seized Western Airlines Flight 701 as it neared Seattle. But that was only the beginning of their tale. I managed to pick up a copy from the local library, and I'd like to read just a small excerpt from that now. Between 1961, when the first plane was seized in American airspace, and 1972, the year Flight 701 was waylaid en route to Seattle, 159 commercial flights were hijacked in the United States. All but a fraction of those hijackings took place during the last five years of that frenetic era, often at a clip of one or more per week. There were, in fact, many days when two planes were hijacked simultaneously, strictly by coincidence. Few other crime waves in American history have stoked such widespread paranoia. Every time a plane's public address system crackled to life, passengers could not help but think that a stranger's voice was about to intone, Ladies and gentlemen, I am now in charge. In struggling to make sense of this madness, pundits and politicians often invoked the term epidemic to describe the skyjacking crisis. They spoke more truly than they knew, for one of the best ways to understand the golden age of hijacking is through the lens of public health. The phenomenon spread in strict accordance with the laws of epidemiology. Skyjackings always occurred in clusters that traced back to a single incident that had turned contagious. These outbreaks grew more and more devastating over time as the impulse to hijack jumped from host to host like an organic pathogen. This virus traveled via mass media especially television newscasts. The network's stately anchormen were forever narrating clips of hijacked planes and the tearful families of hostages. Rather than empathize with the victims, some viewers were titillated by the skyjackers' ability to create spectacles that held the whole country in thrall. Those viewers were susceptible to the skyjacking virus because they had lost all faith in America's promise. It is no accident that the epidemic began to crest as the last vestiges of the 1960s idealism were being extinguished. Large segments of the population were aggrieved that words and placards had failed to end the war in Vietnam, or cement the gains of a civil rights movement that was decimated by assassinations. That disappointment quickly mutated into a more pervasive sense of hopelessness, a feeling that no amount of civic engagement could ever salvage a system that had been rigged to serve a selfish elite. Some of the frustrated drifted into hedonism, papering over their disillusionment with sexual excess or cheap brown heroin, 
but others sought increasingly radical ways in which to articulate their vague yet all-consuming rage. Early on in this golden age, many people were looking to go to Cuba following its revolution in 1959. Fidel Castro was less than pleased, however, and eventually had to work with the U.S. on a solution. The Skies Belong to Us is a fascinating book, and if you'd like to read it, I'll leave a link in the show notes. As I record this episode, there are 146 days, 7 hours, and 31 minutes until my 50th birthday. I hope you'll help me celebrate. See you next week. Thank you.